Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 840. Chapter 128. Names. It was the day that I would either stay or leave. I sat with Bechette on a green hill, watching the sun rise out of the clouds to the east. Cicere means to fly, to catch, to break. Bechette said softly, repeating herself for the hundredth time. You must remember all the hands that have held her. Many hands, all following the Lathani. You must never use her in an inappropriate way. I promise. I said for the hundredth time, then hesitated before bringing up something that had been bothering me. But Bechette... You used your sword to trim the willow branch you beat me with. I saw you use it to hold your window open once. You prepare your nails with it. Bechette gave me a blank look. Yes. Isn't that improper? I asked. She cocked her head, then laughed. You mean I should only use it for fighting? I gestured obvious implication. A sword is sharp, she said. It is a tool. I carry it constantly. How is using it improper? It seems disrespectful, I clarified. You respect a thing by putting it to good use, she said. It may be years before I return to the barbarian lands and fight. How does it harm my sword if I cut kindling and carrots in the meantime? Bechette's eyes grew serious. To carry a sword your whole life, knowing it was only for killing, she shook her head. What would that do to a person's mind? It would be a horrible thing. Bechette had returned to Hert last night, dismayed that she had missed my stone trial. She said I was right to lay aside my sword when Carceret did and that I had made her proud. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. Where did she go? She was away, remember? What? When Quoth had away, his trial, when he... Trial. Yeah, when he fought... Had some oh, oh, I, never, I, I know why I don't remember that. Because I missed you those pages. Here? <laughs> I wasn't ah, here. Ah, yes. Well, she was away, just like you. When Quoth fought Carceret, you were here for that. Uh, I was, yeah, I was here for the end pages, but not for when Bashet went away. She was probably away for the explanation that Bashet was gone. Like, I only came in at the very end of the stone trial. Okay. So yeah, Bashet was just like out of town for a couple of days. What is avoided on this page is that Quoth is never told what is an improper way to use his sword. It seems that, like, Quoth's immediate take is like, okay, to use it for anything but killing is improper. But no, it's a tool. You can use it to prop open your window, which is funny. I laughed at that. But we don't actually get told what is improper. What do you think is an improper way to use a sword? And I, I have an answer. Uh, and I think it's to like kill improperly. To like use it to kill people for bad reasons. Yeah. Or uh, in a way against the Lothani. I don't think that... Like, I think improper is actually carrying a lot of weight. It's not like for things outside its function. It's like to use it in a functional way, but for bad reasons. That's how I take that passage. Yeah, I think... 
that that is the most likely thing once we rule out things like sharpening your nails or propping open a window. Now, I will say that this bit of world building simply doesn't ring true to me because a sword is a very particular tool made for a very particular purpose. I'm like trying to picture how I would trim my nails with a sword and I can't see it going well, but also using a sword for a purpose other than which it was intended will like mess up the sword. But also, Jeremy, need I remind you, this is a fantasy and the swords are all different. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. And also they like, they aren't all broadswords. They're all different shapes. They're all different sizes. They're all made of kooky fantasy metal of various types. It's extremely likely that they don't behave. Like I know that you and I know from our time, in in stage combat classes that like touching a sword blade with your fingers will damage the metal and it needs to be cleaned immediately because of the oil on your fingers. But what if that's not true in this world? Well, we do know that they're made of like an interesting metal too. So, well, so yeah, at least some of them are not all of them seem to be made of that metal, but some of them are. It still bugs me. Fair enough. Also though, it's possible that they're all made of that metal, but it doesn't look that way until it's old. That's true. Anything's possible. They could be made of chocolate. I guess maybe it bugs me because in other respects, Rothfuss has been very well researched in terms of like, you have to take a sword apart and like clean and oil it. And there are like things you need to do to take care of it. So it seems weird that this is a thing that he decided to overlook. To me, these are the equivalent of like the the swords from the Barrow Whites in The Hobbit. These are like the equivalent of magic items. Like the Adam swords are a little bit more special. They are a little bit more versatile. They are made of a little bit finer materials, not so much as to be extraordinary, but just enough different that they have a little bit more quality and utility to them. Cool. Uh, that's how I read this. Reasonable. Sacere means to fly, to catch, to break. That's interesting. Especially because that is not the name as Quoth has decided. So it's interesting that Although these things seem to resonate, especially to break, which kind of resonates with Caesura, mm-hmm. these things are not, in and fact, the broken tree. Yes, yes, but these things are not, in fact, apparently part of the 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 thing and the name of the thing. So extremely interesting. Returning to the last paragraph on this page, if we think back to when Quoth fought Carceret, he put aside his sword as she did, and Tempe was like, "You fool! That was an obvious trap." But Vashet thinks that Quoth did the right thing and she's proud of him for it. So that's, I think, good on a number of levels because on the one hand, it shows us like the Adam are not a monolith. They don't all believe the same thing. Tempe was like, the, the right thing to do here would be to win the fight by whatever means. And if a much better fighter than you puts their sword away, that doesn't mean you have to put yours away. No one would think any less of you. But Vashet seems to think, as I would have thought, and maybe as Quoth thought, that like, no, it'll reflect. I think, I wonder if what Vashet is thinking here is like, it would have reflected badly on me had you kept your sword as your teacher. And I taught you better than that. So I'm glad you didn't do that. Yeah, it was in some way the right thing, even though Tempe did not agree. And I'm also inclined to not agree. But there are different perspectives. Vashet seems to know a little bit more. And it's nice to to hear this. It's like another nice little moment. There's a lot, a lot of wins coming to Quoth here in short order. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the denouement of the Adam sequence. So it's a lot. It's very much like the parting of the of the heroes at the end of Return of the King. Everyone's saying tearful goodbyes and resolving their outstanding issues. Yeah, this is, in fact, the last conversation that Vashet and Quoth have in this book. 
Hmm. The last diegetic one. Mimetic one? The last mimetic one. The last one that is uh, that is given dialogue. This reminds me of Polonius giving um, Laertes his, uh, his farewell. She, and she, cause this is something that she said to him like a hundred times before and he's a little sick of it, right? Like he has fashion. Exactly. Exactly. Which is, you know, something that is verisimilitudinous because how many times have we had, you know, a mentor giving us advice that we've heard, but they, you know, they really want to drill it home and we go, yes, yes. Yes, R2. I mean, like, I feel like it doesn't have to be a mentor. I didn't want to say parents because like, I can was... think of at least. Two people in my life who tell me the same uh, stories all over the time. Oh, wait, unless it's a parent. Parents don't count. No, parents count most of all. No, no, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't want to say parent because they have a sexual relationship and that's weird AF. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. When it, when a mentor and authority figure tells a teenager something that they told them a hundred times, like that's something that parents do all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it super is. But also there are just people like that too. Like I, I, I 100% know like a person who just tells me the same stories all the time. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that. I think feel like stories are different from like advice. Oh, it has to come in the form of advice. Okay. Well, it's also parting advice, right? Like this is, you know, they're both kind of aware that this is the last time they'll have, they'll converse for the near future and they're going to part ways soon. Even though at the beginning of this chapter, it says it's the day I would either stay or leave. I think they both know, and it's clear from the context on the page that they both know that Quoth is going to leave. So they both know that this is like their last conversation, and this is these are going to be the parting words. So uh, Bashit is trying to leave him with kind of like the final advice, the ultimate advice. What's the last bit of wisdom I can impart on you? What's the most important thing that I can tell you? I think that's all I got. I guess that was the most important thing that we could impart upon our listeners, and now it's over. Mm-hmm. Well, it's over for now, but we'll be back tomorrow. For another page. Of. What? Of. The wind. The wind. Wind.